Welcome everyone to another episode of the Good Milf Podcast. Good Milf Podcast with your host Krista. It's fucking wild. Hello, everyone. Today we are joined by the block Kevin Bianchi Jr., fighter, fight promoter, and comedian. And fun fact. Kevin was actually the bartender in my first episode. I talked about a guy I went on a date with. He lived in a bus and he took me out to a very awesome restaurant and our date was seven hours. It was a very good date, but I do attribute that to our bartender, which was Kevin. And I had just seen Kevin recently at the Comedy Roast at the Funny Bone. But before we get into that, I wanna talk about, do you remember that day? That, I do. That date that I was on with the guy, kind of. I, w- when you first brought it up, I didn't. Uh-huh. But then when you started talking about it, I remembered it for two reasons. It was one of those situations where I was hitting on both of you. I was hitting on him <laughs> because I assumed he was gay, so I wanted to get a tip out of him. Mm-hmm. And I was hitting on you because, I mean, look at her, did, obviously. <laughs> did, well, first question, did he give you a good tip? I don't remember that. He, I think he had. I think he had to because I think if he didn't give you a good tip, you would have remembered yes, that. Yes, I remember the people who get, who gave me bad tips much more than I remember yeah. the people who gave me good ones. Unless it was like an exceptionally good one, like the best tip I've ever gotten was a five hundred dollar tip. Uh huh. I remember that guy. Oh yeah, for sure. I would remember that guy too. That yeah. yeah. But the one thing I do vividly remember from that date was that I felt that you guys were flirting with each other. We were. <laughs> I was flirting with him. Like I said, I thought he was gay and I wanted money. No, Loki, uh, later we had a conversation. I don't remember if it was before the date or after, but he had told me how his previous relationship, he was in a ethically non-monogamous relationship and he basically insinuated to being bisexual. But, you know, I'm not going to ask any probing questions. I'm not going to be like, are you are you bisexual, man? Like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I feel that's weird. I would. <laughs> But when we were on our date, I definitely, there were moments where I think I did even text my girlfriend. I'm like, yo, I think my date and the bartender are low key gonna fuck later. I'll say this, even though I'm a straight man, if I'm getting a tip out of it, I will flirt with anyone and let them think I'm gonna fuck them. So like gay for pay? Uh, up to the point of having sex. Okay. And I only kiss rugby players. Cause side note, all rugby players are a little gay. Played rugby for two years. I can attest to that fact. So all the rugby players are a little gay? Every rugby player is just a little Isn't bit Isn't there like gay. a rugby match that happens around here? Like, and then other countries come? I don't believe so. I mean, there are local clubs in this area. Uh-huh. Uh, I played for one of them for two years. Do you guys I'm, ever play with uh, overseas people? Because I feel like I've matched with guys on Hinge that were from another country, but they were here playing rugby. Oh, no, yeah. Um, that happens a lot. And when they come over, they'll they'll play with one of the local teams. Yeah, being, okay. So maybe that's what it was. Either being the Norfolk Blues or the Virginia Beach Falcons, which is who I played for. And fun fact about that, that was how I learned that only Americans find the word cunt offensive. Because really, the, yeah, the Australians and the Brits I played with use that word like a comma. Cunt. Yes, one of my favorite words. Very underutilized in the English language. How? In my opinion. How would anyone get offended by it? Can you give me an example? What would be offensive? Like if I called you a cunt? Yeah, I don't know why. White people are, in particular, are so offended by that word. It's a shame because I love it so much. Cunt, 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 cunt. Cunt. I don't know. I don't think I'd get, I have a very, what do you call that? Like, I don't get offended easily. Yeah, me neither. So cunt's not really, um, 
But we both work in the comedy field. I don't I don't think we're allowed to be easily offended by people. No, yeah. The only things. thing I do, I do get really pissy, though, when people do uh, super racist jokes. And it's like 2022. Come on. Like, there's other things that are funnier. Like the distastefully, like, yeah, like a distasteful, Yeah, like a distasteful yeah. racist joke. Like, come on, guy. Like, like, like know. Kramer type stuff. What did Kramer do? Was, never, didn't he yell the N-word at everybody? Oh, yeah, he was, like, getting... See, that's I, I, not a joke, though. You're just yeah, talking shit now. You're just being an asshole at that point. Yeah, and I, why you would t- say all that... It was was Kramer the first victim of cancel culture? I think he was. I think he was. Well, they're trying to cancel Joe Rogan now, too. They're saying he's spreading misinformation about COVID. So, fun fact, you know that show he was doing with Dave Chappelle that got canceled? No. So, that show, the one that he was alive, that CNN advertised and put a filter over his face for. I was supposed to be at that show and then it got canceled. What were they going to do? Stand up comedy. Him and Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle's supposed to have a show at the Cavalier, but they said no. I know nothing about that. I just know that it didn't happen. And it's very sad because in my opinion, maybe that's the one. Is that the one? I don't know too much about that. Uh, Dave Chappelle's my favorite comedian. Yeah. they Um, uh, They were trying to hook him up with a show at the Cavalier um, but then whoever runs that area said that he wasn't appropriate for a family environment and that the Cavalier Hotel was a family and, place. I do understand that. Not to mention, it was it was when all that controversy was going on with the, the trans jokes he was making after his last special, The Closer, came out. I actually really liked The Closer. It was fantastic. It was really good. And, and I don't think, I personally don't feel that it was derogatory. But I mean, there I'm not were a some trans jokes that person. Were, there were some jokes that were pushing it, uh-huh. as comedy is supposed to do. Yeah. But I didn't feel like anything was coming from a place of hate. Yeah. And, and that's my thing with comedy. It's if it's if it's creative. Yeah. And funny, it's justified. When it comes from a place of hate. Yeah. Like you're genuinely looking down on these people. That's where I have an issue with it. No, I would I would agree with that. And then come full circle a few weeks ago at the comedy mm-hmm. roast at. The funny bone, you showed up and you were like, yeah, I'm one of the comment or something. And you like rushed by. And I was like, OK, I was like, that guy is so familiar. And I was like, I think that's the guy that maybe you and my date had planned that. Like, no, that you guys were getting along so well and like flirting with each other. And I would that's what I was like catching in my brain. And I, I could- was like, they are planning to DP me tonight. Definitely not. <laughs> that, I was like, that's what they're trying to do. <laughs> this is my overactive imagination. I was like, they are trying to overactive DP'd. imagination, or were, were you hoping for something? Um, I really didn't want to be DP'd that night, so I was a little bit like, mm, I don't know. I don't know how to take this. Yeah. No. Yeah. I can tell you that's not at all my goal. Um, if <laughs> Your I'm goal ever is not to DP me. <laughs> yeah, my goal is not to DP her. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, and like I said, if I'm ever flirting with, and I don't bartend anymore, so I don't really have a reason to flirt yeah. with a man. But when I was, if I ever was flirting with a man, it was because I wanted a tip out of them. Okay. So if my date had been like, yo, you want to DP this girl I'm with? And I, oh wait, no, then if he paid you, you'd be a hooker. Yeah, definitely. Definitely not my thing. Okay. Anyway, so back to the funny bone. So he was at the comedy roast and you did really, really well. Thank you. I knew you were going to do well just based off from when I met you from being my bartender because that date was seven hours long. So it was a great date. I love that man. Um, Nothing romantic ever really happened, but we're still really good friends. That's really what happens to all my hinge 
my hinge matches. We ended up just being really good friends or I like talk shit about him later on the yeah. podcast. So so either way, it works yeah. out somehow. Either way, either way it works. That's yeah. kind of how I look at dating apps. I'm like, either this is going to. It's like a networking. Exactly. Yeah, it's either like networking. This is going to work out. I'm going to get good sex out of it. Mm. Or I'm going to get bad sex out of it and make a joke out of it. Or I'm going to have a shitty j- date and make a joke out of it. I'd say like 80% of the time it turns into something I can write into a joke yeah, and put same, on stage. Same with me. Yeah. That's what, same with me. That's what I'm doing. And I've actually, you know what I have been doing? I've been changing my dating profile to like trigger people. So I made a super alpha female feminist one. And I think one of my things on there was like, first round is on me if you can close the wage gap. And you really <laughs> trigger a lot of guys about that. And then, but then you also get the really nice guys that are all like, yeah, fuck the patriarchy, blah, 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 blah. But I feel like guys like that are just like the biggest types of simps on the planet. Which ones? The ones that are like overly feminist. It's not that, okay, I say overly feminist, like feminism's great. That's not a bad thing. If they're overly Overly feminism is. So give me, I need an example. You have to elaborate. So feminism that. is the idea of equality. Men and women are created equal. No uh, women deserve the same pay for the same job. Stuff like that. Overly feminist is the men or the uh, women are superior to men type stuff. Men cause all the problems in the world. Men are always bad. Stuff like that. Do you know men like this? That think like this? I think I know men and women that have some really negative mindsets. About really? a lot of things. Oh, yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Well, yeah. I don't know. I guess. I, I, I've always said this to my friends. I don't think negativity or toxicity is gender exclusive. Oh, no. I in agree. In any way, shape, I or agree. form. I agree. I've heard horror stories about dating from my female friends, mm-hmm. and I've heard it from my male friends. What was your, what's been your worst dating story? What's been your own? Oh, I shut it down before it even gets bad. I'm very good about oh. that type of stuff. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, give me, give me one of your horrible stories. Or not your own, or maybe what's with oh, somebody you know. Oh, I got a good one. I got to go on. So a few years ago, I went on a date with this girl. Okay. And we had had a class Did together. you meet on a dating app then? No. Um, this was before I was on any of the dating apps. Uh, we so you met, met in, in real life, in the wild? Yes, when I was taking classes at TCC. Okay. Really cute. Seemed cool. We had started chatting and we were like, let's hang out sometime. So we did. Okay. Um, she was like, where do you want to go? I said, I know this really nice Italian restaurant. It's right by my house. She was like, in that case, do you want me to just uh, meet at your place and we can ride over there together? So I was like, absolutely. We can do that. So she met at my place and about five minutes in, literally less than five minutes, as if it was the punchline from a stereotypical joke, she started preaching to me about veganism. Oh. Yeah. Really bad. To the point where she was like clearly judgmental about it. Within that time frame, I was like, we're not fucking going out again. There's no way that's happening. Did you just leave her there? No. Did so you finish the date? I guess we did. So you we did, did finish it. Okay. Oh yeah, we'll get to that. So <laughs> um, and I've gone on a few dates like this with vegan women. So maybe you shouldn't go out with vegan women. No, anymore. if you're no. vegan and, and you match with me on Hinge and you're like passionate about it, walk the other way. I'm not for you. And I think you're a bad person too. And also you are responsible for more uh, innocent animal deaths than I am. Look it up, bitches. Um, <laughs> um, it's actually a fact. You should, uh, they what? should all look into how destructive to the environment um, the creation of tofu is. Oh, the soybeans. Yeah, soybeans. Um, And they should also, on the alternative, look into how much good hunters do for the environment. I mean, so I've actually, like, now that I think about it, I went on, like, four 
dates with women that I met while I was at TCC that were all vegans. What? Why is everyone a vegan now? Are you guys all vegans? Yeah. Oh, the, the backstory, like our oh, friends the way, are. There's people here. Yeah, our friends are behind <laughs> us right now. So if y'all hear giggling in the backdrop, that's why. Shut up, Noah. Noah's my best friend, just for the record. No, I've I've went on a date with one guy. Well, he told me he was a vegan. Then later he admitted to eating fish. So that so I'm like, you're not. Yeah, you're a pescatarian, not a vegan. Was he just saying vegan to sound cool at that point? I believe so, because he also like drove a motorcycle and like was one of those guys. So um, he was a motorcycle riding vegan or pescatarian, not even a vegan. So he so lied. I went on a few dates with a few different vegans throughout my day. None of them accumulated a second date. But this is the hmm. one that had the most success, which I'll get to at the end. And this was the last date I went on with a vegan before I was like, I think I'm done looking to a community college as uh, a, a dating pool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, you should do, the best way is to do LinkedIn and then filter by salary. So basically I should be a sugar baby? You I am could all be. for that. You could be. I am all for that. I actually did have a sugar baby for a little bit. It was horrible. Down for a <laughs> That was, that was for Desiree. <laughs> Down for another one? Uh, no, I'm. I'll so, start hitting the gym again. I'm done. I'm done with the sugar babies. I'm not taking care of any more men. No, and uh, I mean I'm a big believer that adults should be able to take care of themselves. One thing I've gotten like I've gotten shit for on dates a few times. I'll ask like, "Do you cook?" And I've had it happen a few times. Like, "Do you build a house?" I'll be like, "No, bitch, I fucking cook." I want to know if you cook too, because cooking is a basic skill that an adult should know how to fucking do you condescending cunt wait so you asked her if she could cook and she asked you if you could build a house i've had that happen twice <laughs> that's really funny sorry <laughs> i'm not on bumble anymore you know I'm, i didn't really like bumble i thought um, bumble was a little weird i like hinge hinge is my favorite i like hinge and we can get back to that but to finish my story so we went to this, and I, I, I took a few girls here that all coincidentally ended up being vegans. I'm not kidding. I took three vegans to this exact restaurant. Mm -hmm. um, and we get there, and she kept talking about veganism, and it was annoying me so much. When the waiter came up, and obviously I've worked in restaurants. I know how much yeah. it, it sucks to have the vegan on the other side of the table. And it's just like, oh, my God, shut the fuck up. Why are you even here? Yeah. Like, look on the menu, order a plain salad, and get the fuck out of my face. That's, yeah. Order your rabbit's food and shut up. I really don't care for vegans. I tried to be a vegan. It lasted 12 hours. If, if someone wanted to have the conversation with me, the logical conversation about how immoral factory farming was, I'd be willing to have that. But I've never had a logical conversation with a vegan because they're not willing to understand how flawed their logic is. But to get back to the date, because this is a funny story, and I probably shouldn't get like too much into my personal life, but I'm going to because podcast, and we've actually been drinking for a little while today. Yeah. So. <laughs> Oh, and he jumped in the ocean. He did a polar plunge. Not a polar plunge. Remember. Oh, what's the difference? What's the polar plunge is for pussies what? and charity. It's for charity and for pussies. So what did you guys do? You just jumped in the ocean. We just jumped. So that's how that started. Uh, and we need to eventually circle back to this date because it's a great story. But I'll write so, it here so we remember. It started the vegan um, date. a few years ago during a snowfall. We were actually, we started at uh, that little breakfast place right there. What's uh -huh. it called? And um, we all started drinking. And me and my outspoken ass said, I pointed out how somehow the polar plunge always ends up being when it's like high 40s, low 50s out and there's mm -hmm. never any snow. So I'm like, yeah, polar plunge is for pussies. And there was a like a oh, mountain of snow on the floor. Oh, I get it. And me and a few of my hyper masculine friends, because as you can tell by this podcast, I'm clearly hyper masculine. I have a lot to compensate <laughs> for. Womp womp. 
we made the joke that we should do it today. And that day we went to check Seagrill. Okay. At the oceanfront. Okay. And we all sprinted and jumped in the ocean. And since then, every year at the first major snowfall, we do the same thing. We go to Chicks, we drink, and we sprint and jump in the ocean. How many of you guys do this? There's been, it started with three of us. Okay. One of them got stationed in Florida. Okay. Me and the other one you met, the really devilishly handsome one. I don't have another way to describe him. Right here. Not the one who who just spoke. I Um, don't, I don't, honestly don't remember. But, um... He's been, it's been me and him every year and the other one moved to Florida and we, he was allowed to uh, keep his title of. So what's the end goal when you do the jumping in the ocean? What's the actual goal of why we did it? Yeah. To have fun with our friends. Oh, I love that. It's that that simple. It's a something fun. And it's just like a tradition you guys do every year now. Oh, I love stuff like that. It is. We, we jokingly make it out to be more than that, but it's just. It's multiple friends having fun, and anyone who wants to do it can do it. That's cool. Well, you didn't tell me that when you messaged me. You were yeah, like, be here at one thirty. I was like, oh. Yeah, because I wanted you to show up and be surprised. <laughs> I, well, I was surprised. And, then, <laughs> and you had just missed it, and she walked up to me in the corner, shivering my ass off with, <laughs> with, with my wife beater on and my feet tucked into my... Towel Your little because, pumas, because they Your were little not, puma sandals. I did not put the pumas back on. They were very, they were very sandy. <laughs> okay, so go back to the vegan date. So what happened? Oh yes, yes. Um, so we went on the date, and she just kept preaching about veganism. And I've been on multiple dates with vegans who have done this, and I do the same thing every time. I always, right when they're done ordering and doing their whole, I'm vegan. What can I get? Like, like what what hair is good with my diet? I remember what the bitch ordered but right when they were done I just looked at her and I like gave her like a devilish smile and I did like that condescending look to the waiter and I go I'll have the veal parmesan <laughs> and then I could like feel her condescending stare from the side of my eyes but I could also see the waiters like, like oh fuck yeah look of joy like yeah. I fucking like this guy that is um, too funny um, did she ever call you back no I'll, I'll get to that oh um, okay so he goes, absolutely. He walks away and she goes, you know, veal are baby cows. I go, yeah, there's, I guess there's just something about the meat. The more innocent it is, the more delicious it takes. And you could see the horror in her face. It went downhill from there. So after that, we ended up going back to my place. And like, I was younger at the time. So there was that like completely misguided attempt to salvage something. Uh-huh. I think this is when I realized like, don't salvage something you can't. So at the end of it, I was finally like, listen, you don't want to go out with me again, do you? She was like, no. I was like, cool. I don't want to go out with you either. We're both attractive. We're at my house. You want to go upstairs real quick and have sex and then we can just never talk to each other again? And she was like, yeah. So we went upstairs and we had sex and that was the end of it. And we never spoke again. What? That's wild. That's insane. Like I said, this was like the fourth vegan from TCC I took on a date that I was like, Finally, like, let's just try to have sex and, like, move so on. So you did have sex with a vegan. So yep. she had sex with a meat eater. Yep. Such a hypocrite. So she's a hypocrite. <laughs> and she, uh, she ate meat, too. Did she swallow? Would, is that, do vegans swallow? Is that a thing? I, is this derogatory? I don't I know. Mean, do vegans swallow? This one did. Probably, answer, probably. I got my answer. Probably, probably made up for a lot of nutrients she was missing in her diet. Yeah, there's there's actually a lot of amino acids in uh, semen and protein and vi- different types of vitamins. Yeah, I keep some in my fridge. I normally sprinkle it on my eggs in the morning for health. That's a, that's that's a good great idea. Definitely should do that. 
You should. It's yeah. great. It's a great way to stay healthy. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave so many things for your viewers to think, is this guy kidding? What the fuck is going on right no, now? No, that's that's the best part is when no one knows if you're kidding or exactly. not. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that was the end of that date. I never talked to her again. I don't even remember her first name. I don't remember Actually, a lot of my dates' names. Really I'm good really in bed. Oh. The sex the, was memorable. The vegan girl. Yeah. Oh, so vegan girls can put it down. And they, they are not afraid to swallow. So then this they're one. not really vegan. This one. Yo, now I'm really curious if vegans are supposed to swallow or if they're supposed to not. Because so like Because technically So like, like I said, this was like the fourth one from TCC I want to date with. I remember the first one because and I, I took her to the same restaurant. We had the same psych class together. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was good looking too, but it didn't turn into anything and we did not have sex. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember her name, which I'm not going to say because Yeah, don't respect. say her name. Yeah, don't say her name. <laughs> I do not remember the name of this vegan girl that I had sex with, but I remember the sex was really good. Interesting. And she swallowed. Huh. Which I don't believe is, I mean, humans are a part of the animal kingdom. That's what I'm saying. So te- I feel like technically vegans should... According to their morals on food, they wouldn't swallow. Yeah, vegans are not allowed to become guzzlers or else they're hypocrites. Yeah, exactly. They cannot. Vegans are not allowed to become guzzlers. Or else they're Sorry, hypocrites. guys. <laughs> but, it's, it's, I know. I feel like this is a controversial topic. <laughs> uh, we're we're going to get even better this episode, I promise. Um <laughs> Um, but, but yeah. But so, how is the stand-up doing? Because you were there for the comedy roast, which you did really good on. Um, so I was excited about that. But how long has the comedy been um, happening? Because you've been doing it for a while. I'm assuming not too long. Really? Only a, a little less than a year. Okay, so um, was it from the from like COVID times stuff? Yeah, I started or? during COVID times. Okay. And I just I started doing it because before I was a fat guy, I was a fighter. Okay. And I, I love competing. I, I eventually, like, putting all jokes aside, I really do want to get back into shape and compete again. I miss it. I love it. Like uh, fighting, fighting. I've competed in MMA and boxing. Okay, and MMA boxing. and boxing. Gotcha, gotcha, and gotcha. Boxing. Okay. Um, and I, I genuinely love to compete. Uh, but I moved over to the business side of the sport a little while ago, and getting the promotion started took up a lot of time. Yeah. I wasn't able to focus on training or competing. Starting next week, I'm going to get back into lifting. Then I'll add, okay. add jujitsu back in. Then I'll start adding boxing and kickboxing and everything else. And I'll, I'll slowly ease my way back into it. But I'm not going to rush into anything. Um, you don't want to rush into anything with a sport like that that's so high intensity and injury prone also. Yeah, yeah. And I feel... And I'm not in shape right now. I'm a fucking fat guy who got winded running to the ocean today. And that was like <laughs> less than a football field. I got winded yelling Mortal Kombat as I ran to the ocean. You ran, wait, what? You yeah. yelled it? Did someone catch this on video? The Mortal yeah, Kombat actually, part? Thank you. I need yeah, to he has send it. that to me later he has so it. I can. Actually, can you send me any video footage of you doing the Absolutely. Your polar plunge? End. Yeah, and yeah, I I'll can it put it up too. We can definitely put it in. But no, but then you told me um, you were you had some kind of event. So I didn't know what it was. I didn't ask, but I, I knew it was going to be a good event just because of how I met you the first time at the bar because I love that bar where you worked at. St. Germain. Yeah. And to give them a lot of credit, they are one of the many bars that unfortunately did not reopen I after know, the pandemic. I know, and I was so sad because I was going to make every single one of my fucking hinge dates take me there. As you should have. Because um, that place was I, I, so I have, delicious. I have some replacement spots yes, for you. Yes, let me know the replacement I will let you know. spot so I can um, like put that on my list for all my will, hinge but dates. But I will also give St. Germain the credit they deserve by a... Very long shot. The absolute best 
craft cocktail program I have mm-hmm. ever not just been a part of, but seen. I have a picture in my of life. you, actually. Oh my God, it's on my phone, but I'm going to show it because I was going through my phone and I have pictures from that night of my food because I had like Beef Wellington. Oh, the Beef Wellington there was so yeah, good. Yeah, I had Beef Wellington. I, they had some kind of liver cotton candy thing. Oh, the... um um. Yeah, and that was yummy. I had, so I took all these pictures and then I bought I got that drink. It was like a chemistry set drink. Um you had recommended it. And I was like, that's me, the one I want. The one that serves too. It was the mm-hmm. um, immortal elixir. Yeah, we yes. got that one and I took a picture of it and you're like in the background. So I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna show you that one later. Definitely. But um That was the best drink they had. It was um, good, yeah. No. I have to give credit where it was due. I've Bartended for, actually, for a lot of bartenders, it's a very short bartending career. I only did it for six years. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, but while I did it, I did a lot. I worked in the wine industry. I worked in craft cocktails. I worked in high volume. Um, I definitely got more experience than, substantially more experience in my six years bartending than most people would. And that comes from having very knowledgeable people teaching me huge shout out to Billy Hudson and Nick Stallings at Central 111. They started. Oh my God. I love Central 111. Yes. (laughs) I always go there. Latin nights, Thursdays. (laughs) You don't say, how have you not met Noah? I go almost every Thursday. You're fucking bullshitting me. I have never seen you there. I'm the one with the white boy that's dancing all over the fucking floor. I will see you there. I will see you there next Thursday on this Thursday. Are you going this Thursday? He goes every Thursday. I will see you there Thursday because we are always there on thir- Thursdays or Saturdays. Oh my, not supposed I can to edit. It I can camera. take that part out. It's fine. Do we have to edit that out? Yes. Yeah, I'll edit oh, that out. That's fine. He's being way more nice. They're probably vegan. I, are they? Yeah, they're probably fucking vegan. Um, are you dating vegan women? No. I've met some good vegans. They're just dumb. Okay, I, didn't, also, I he, didn't know if you were hiding her or like. No, I'm very picky, so I don't really. Gotcha. Okay. Actually, overly picky. There's nothing wrong with being picky. No, there is for him. No, my thing, I'm very picky too. But my thing is I have like high expectations. Whatever I want, I can reciprocate the same thing. Yeah, the difference between you and Noah is he doesn't reciprocate oral sex. (laughs) What? Noah? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Noah reciprocates oral sex. You have to. For me. All the time. (laughs) Noah's, Noah's very good in bed. To me, very generous lover. <laughs> to me, I'm I had I had runner. many orgasms on account of Noah, <laughs> whose last name I'll leave out of this. Uh, I actually, I've I've told Noah a few times. I think he should try doing stand up. I think no, I think you do have this like kind of like finance bro vibe, but it would be so funny. I feel like you have this like quirky sense of humor but it would like work noah's shockingly witty like i can see that i can see that i can see noah being this is actually true like actually on paper he's a genius like i always make fun of him but in all seriousness noah is one of the absolute smartest people i know oh really completely self-made brilliant owns his own business taught himself how to do business acquisitions Uh which is a very difficult thing to do Noah's Noah, are you single? I am. So Noah is single. If anybody is interested, single. please um, hit me up. I will be going through the preliminary um, applications. For I'll be you. going through the fucking applications, bitches. Yeah, we're gonna go. Me and me and Kevin are gonna go through the applications, and then we'll send Noah the. I am not letting anyone else that is not worth his time near him. <laughs> oh, I do we still have to edit it. out the part where I was? We can edit it out. It's totally fine. Glad you do.
I mean, they don't know which ones. Yeah. They didn't they say their names. names. And they don't know who Noah is. Noah, I have like I really no do. Noah's in my I, contacts list. I genuinely do hope the one hears this podcast and like approaches me. She would approach me. That's true. She would. But I hope I'm there when it happens so I can like step up to her and be like, bitch, I'm the one Noah's who's talking shit. Noah's spending the night. Exes, fuck you, bitches. Yeah, fuck all y'all. Yeah, we're all having an orgy tonight. What? Oh, I'm getting DP'd. <laughs> oh, shit, this is the plan the whole time. She's been plotting. Yes, I've been secretly wanting to be DP'd. Anyways. Me too. <laughs> but let's go back, because I want to go back to the Just fighting. Kidding. Because I feel the fighting thing, I can kind of guess the fighting thing with you. I didn't know you when we, you were the bartender that well, and you didn't mention any fighting I feel like the stuff. ears give it away a bit. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I feel like the, yeah, the little... I mean, I have had them drained, uh -huh. but they're a little cauliflowered from my... Yeah, I, so I think I could have guessed that, but let's go back to that because you texted me, you were like, oh, I'm having an event, blah, 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 and I'm like, oh my God, I wish I was... Yeah, there, when I we knew. were trying to plan the podcast, you were like, yes. can we do it this time? I was like... There's no way we could do it now because my company has their first event but at I, this time. When, yeah. he, when he said something about his event, I was like, oh, this is about to be lit because you are such a good bartender and such a great host. Well, thank you. I'm, no, I'm telling you, that seven-hour date wouldn't have been that as good if it wasn't for the environment and the person You're welcome, fam guy. Yeah. <laughs> Hope I was turning you on when I was flirting with you. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I think he listens. <laughs> In all seriousness, like, you were cool. No, I love him. He's, like, um, he's a really good friend of mine now. He's a very sweet man. I think I said this before. I feel kind of shitty for saying this. He's not for me, but he will make another no, woman and, 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 a very a very happy lady. Or man. Compatibility. A very happy and, person. And, and compatibility is big. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about me and Noah, for example. Me and Noah regularly have raging gay sex. Okay. But we would never work out long term. We have never done any of these things. <laughs> He's lying. You've literally done none of these things. Only a few times. You heard everybody you else. We make beef jerky. We shit with the door open. Oh. What? <laughs> Yo, you know, I went to go visit a man friend and I totally forgot about sorry, the, the one hair in front of you. Oh, I forgot hair. about the shitting part. So I was at this man's house for four days and I'm like, Wait, fuck, where am I gonna shit? Women don't shit. So I didn't they shit don't. for four days. Yeah, because they don't. Yeah, because we don't shit. How awful did but you still, feel by the end of that? I actually I actually just didn't eat. That's worse. <laughs> I just so didn't bad eat. for you. I just didn't eat. I was a very minimal eating so that That's I wouldn't have to go to the bathroom. Very bad for you. I know, I know. Well, I panicked because I didn't even think about it. Because actually, Des, you said something about it. Des, you were like, where are you going to shit at? And I was like, what? You're right. Or I forgot how the conversation came up, but that shit was funny as fuck. But anyways, let's go back. I'm going to probably cut all this whole fucking part out about the shitting. Anyways. So, yeah. But no, I knew your event, the event, whatever it was, was going to be great just from how I knew you. And it ended up being amazing. I saw I... the footage and the pictures. It looked awesome. I was blown. So, like, to stop, like, joking for a few minutes. I was blown out of the water with how well it did. Because, so, take COVID out of the situation. Yeah. Fight promoting is an animal. Okay. It's not, like, just promoting an event for someone. There's 
so many moving parts that go into oh, it. I actually, oh, side note, I actually know some fighters. So um, I'll get if they're around here, we very likely they're not know around the same here. People. But oh, actually, two of them are. There's a very okay. good chance that I know them. Okay. The fight community is very small, but um, fight promoting is an absolute animal. There's so much that goes into it. There's legalities that go into it. You have to have, you have to reach certain things mm-hmm. to state requirements. There's so much that goes into that. So what was the event called? IFC. My what's, company? Yes. What's uh, your company? Immortal Fighting Championship. Immortal Fighting Championship. Yep. So, and you had your, that was IFC. your first event. This is our first event. And I am a, just... With how many moving parts there were in these last few weeks, most of which having to do with COVID and a lot of things falling through, in those last two weeks, I rallied to save the event. And it, in all honesty, I think that the changes I made actually made it a better event than it would have been. And it looked, I, um, like, I wish I was there. That's how fun it looked. Well, we'll have to looked. get you to the next one. Yeah, no, I'm going am, to the next one because that's how yes, fun it looked. I am shocked to say that in our first event... We sold out the Granby Theater. And how many, uh, the Granby Theater, I've never been there. How many, how, how big is it? It's very so big. Well, they, for the pictures, they have a it's huge. So because we have the cage in there, that gets in the way of some of their capacity uh-huh. um, things. There was a lot of people in there. There were a lot of people there, as you can see in the pictures. Yeah, um, and um, send me those two and I can. It was somewhere in the 500 range. For your uh, first event, I feel is a very yes. good. Um, um, it was spectacular. Like I said, I'm blown out of the way uh blown out of the water by how successful it was i mean mm-hmm. seriously to to be serious here to all of the sponsors to all of my friends who came out to people who bought tables tickets to the fighters above all of them because there is no event without competitors thank you guys i mean the ifc would not have been successful without that and i, I got into this because i want to yeah, i got into had, like, ring girls and mm-hmm. everything you had comedians. You had Big Vino. I just had Big Vino on the show, Vino's too. Like, so I love Vino. I was a little... The comedians did great. And well, yeah, what was your thing with the comedians there? Because I thought that was really neat. I, I, I had the comedians do a small set during the intermission. Okay. And I'm actually... I was planning on doing that on one of my future events. One of my future events, I want to mark it as violence and comedy. Mm-hmm. And I want to have a full stand-up set in between the undercover That would be dope. Car. Sign me up. It would be amazing. I didn't want to do it for this one, but COVID made... made keeping this event alive, a massive headache. And I knew that we had a little extra time that we needed to fill from some of the last second dropouts we had because we had a lot of competitors come down with a, um, Omicron and they had to drop wow. out. Um, so I called uh, Vino, Jonte Ferguson, and Isaac Fields. Mm-hmm. I told them all, I, I'm going to have you all do a little bit of time. And they all killed it. And yeah. what felt good about that is everyone told me, they're like, this isn't going to work. People aren't coming for this. It fucking it worked. It fucking worked. Yes. Yeah, no, I, especially, I feel like that definitely would have worked. And I love when people tell you something's not going to work and then it does and you're like, fuck you guys. Well, I, I love my supporters and I, I wouldn't say that to them in these cases because the people who have been supporting me through this have been just a massive, massive mm-hmm. just support structure in my yeah. entire life. Like starting this company, getting into fight promoting, I knew it was going to be challenging. I didn't realize how challenging it was going to be. What I was telling someone when I got into it is so... The old promotion that used to be in this area is Spartaca Fight League. They did an amazing job. Well, what's it? What's it called? Spartaca Fight League. And that was like the local. That was the local promotion here? for okay. a long time. Um, and their promoter did an amazing job at putting on amazing shows. They did not come back after COVID. I'm pretty sure you just found another source of income, which a lot of people did. Yeah. Um, Only fans. No, I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> no, no, I, I, he's doing very well, and I'm, I'm glad to hear that. It was just a joke. Like, but, um, it was like everybody yeah. turned to OnlyFans. Oh, the that. amount of snaps I got trying to get people to sign me up for their OnlyFans. Yeah, that's what I was I'm like, saying, yeah. In my mind, I was like, bitch, I'm a bartender. Like, <laughs> do you think I'm not hurting too, motherfucker? I'm not giving you money for pictures of your beaten up pussy. Get the fuck out of my face, bitch. Uh, no. <laughs> no, um, no, I called him out. <laughs> they didn't come back. And I knew that there was a void that needed to be filled. I didn't want, I honestly wanted to be the biggest promotion in the area oh. because I want to, the reason I got into this is I see it all the time. Fighters and their coaches are treated for on every level of the sport, low level amateur, ranked amateur, low level pro, world-class professionals. They are treated awful by the promoters and the promotions that they fight for and I got into this because I want to change that I want to treat fighters well I want to respect them I want to respect the community I want to build the fight community up starting with here in Hampton Roads because there's so so fucking much talent out of the fighters in this area that is just completely unrecognized that deserves to be but um that's why I got into it and the old promotion did a really good job of that and they chose not to come back and we wish them nothing but the best. They were an amazing promotion. I fought for them multiple times. And they put on a hell of a fucking show. Some of the greatest moments in my life were competing for Spartaca Fight League. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to be the one to take it over. So I, I told my friends who were giving me a lot of advice for this. Because I don't... When I started this, I didn't know the first thing about starting a business. Mm-hmm. I know the fight world. Yeah. I know the fight world very well. I told them, I don't know how to start a business. And I don't know how to fight promote. But if I want to do this and I want to be the promoter in this area... I need to fucking learn and I need to learn now. So I decided that I was going to learn along the way. And I'll be honest, like up until probably the day of the weigh-ins, I was genuinely petrified that that event was going to be a failure. Mm -hmm. And after the event, there was a a time where I had to walk out of the building because I was, I was crying because I couldn't believe how successful it was and how, how much support I was given Mm -hmm. from the fight community, from my friends, from my sponsors, from my family, from everyone. And, and looking at something that I put so much of myself into, it was, it was, I, it, that's a feeling I can't describe. It was one of the greatest feelings of my life. No, I, I would go. In fact, the, o- on the only thing I can relate to that was when I saw Bruce Springsteen live and when I won my first fight. Wait, what, <laughs> what, what about Bruce Springsteen? Oh, amazing performer. What a hell of a show that was. Oh, okay. <laughs> But no. it was such an incredible moment to see all that. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. yeah. No, I totally see what you're saying. And I totally get what you're saying about the fighting, about how they're treated. Because I actually interviewed and talked with the world champion of bare knuckle boxing. And he said the same shit. Which one? Uh, El Tornado Tyler Goodjohn. He uh, lost to the guy in Miami. And he was talking about this. Like, we talked about dating because he actually had an OnlyFans, too, with his girlfriend. <laughs> but his girlfriend was a very famous porn star. Okay. So they had, like, a... They did, like, an OnlyFans. They only probably fans. made a lot yeah. of money on it. But he said the same exact thing about how, like, the corruption in the fight world... It's and, bad. And all that type um, of, like, background shit that nobody really knows about. So I, I, I can, think that's I can, so interesting that you just brought that up. So... It's a shame. It started a long time ago. I mean, when you mention corrupt promoters, obviously, I think the first person that comes to everyone's mind is Don King. Mm-hmm. Anyone who knows boxing knows that Don King was a very corrupt promoter who it can never be proven. 
So allegedly. Oh yeah, so allegedly. Don King, but was a corrupt promoter. Yes. Okay. I mean, a lot of the things that went down in his fights were fucked up. And one thing you'll notice, so Don King promoted some of the greatest boxing matches of all time, mm-hmm. um, including the Thrilla in Manila. Okay. Which was when Muhammad Ali defeated George Foreman in mm-hmm. a fight that everyone thought Ali was going to lose. Uh, there were literally professional boxing analysts that were predicting that Ali was going to die in the ring. And wow. he, he rope-a-doped. He roped the dope, and he won... Against the gorilla in the thriller in Manila, as he mm-hmm. put it. Because anyone who follows boxing as well as I do knows that um, Ali was was the greatest What's trash racist? talker. That whole promotion. The thriller Manila. Calling the gorilla because he was black and he was insulting him as racist. Muhammad Ali was black too. Yeah, but he was very like it was that was the whole promotion of it. it was very racist. The whole thing it was trying to like. Oh, no, it wasn't. Oh. I I I promise you I have looked into one of the most important boxing matches in the history of boxing more than you have. That was not racist. I will look it up and I will I will do my due diligence. Muhammad that that whole thing that you looked up is horseshit. Muhammad Ali is one of the least racist people ever. Ooh, I'm gonna look it up. I'll look it up. I'm curious which one you watched because I can attest to the fact that well, no, it was an amazing fight. But where was I going with this? Um, one thing that's noticeable in watching with that and the film Ali starring Will Smith captured this very well is there was a press conference where Don King disrespected Ali's trainer, mm-hmm. who was um, Angelo Dundee, and Ali stopped the press conference. It was like, "Don't you dare talk to Angie like that!" and oh, wow. like embarrassed him in front of the whole thing. You don't do that to Don King. Don King was boxing at the time. But there was only one name that bigger was in boxing that, than Don King, Muhammad and that was Muhammad Ali. Ali. So when he did that, he couldn't do anything. Um, Don King, like the rest of the world, thought George Foreman was going to knock out Muhammad Ali that night. And when he went up to shake Ali's hands after he won, you just saw Ali be like, look down at him. And Don King walked the other way because he knew this guy's not going to shake my hand right now. Wow. Because Don King disrespected him. And... I need to watch that. Listen, I, I listen I, I'll listen watch that. I've never watched that Will Smith Ali movie. Oh, God. One of just such a fantastic biopic boxing movie. Like This is a good wine, by a the way, that you found. Oh, yeah. The um, uh, the Spanish Grenache. I forget yeah, exactly this one's one really good. But yeah. Uh, and I mean, some of my facts might be a bit off because I've been drinking all day and my memory yeah. might be a bit. But I do know boxing very well. Um, And I mean, the thrill in middle is one of the greatest fights of all time. Mm-hmm. It's such an amazing moment. Let's get back to your events because that event was really good and you said that you got so emotional because you couldn't believe the turnout and how well it was. I think an issue too a lot of people have is they don't give themselves enough credit because if you would have told me you did that event, I would have have already known it was going to be amazing, that it was going to be all this cool shit was going to happen. Like I had no like... And that is what everyone told me ahead of time. Yeah. And I guess when you're doing something like that, self-doubt kicks in. And yeah, that I'd be lying if I said, yeah, I'd be thing. lying if I said the, the two weeks up to that fight, I wasn't just crippled in self-doubt. God, and I don't I, and, know and why. Just, so the IFC, so that was your very first one, and mm-hmm. it was very successful. Yes. I honestly wish I was there. I was not um, in town during that time. Otherwise, I would have been there. When's the next one? Can't say yet. Okay. But there will be a next one. There will be plenty more. Okay. We have so many amazing things planned. Can you for give this us any details? That. 
anything. I could tell people that it's going to be very special and it's going to grow into something so much more than anything in this area has ever produced. Oh, that's going to be amazing. I don't want to give too much now because I feel like we're hitting a lot on the fighting stuff. On the next one, we need to hit back more on the comedy shit. Definitely. But I do like the fighting one because that just happened. It did. And it, it's very and prominent. It's, and, I've, and it's a good, it was it, a very good event that I think should be highlighted. I love stand up. Yeah. And that's something, I mean, I quit bartending to pursue two things uh-huh. fight promoting and stand up. Mm-hmm. Right now, fight promoting is taking priority because our company's just getting started. Yeah. I have to pour myself into that. And I can feel that. And I can tell how much has time and effort has been put in by even just looking at the pictures and the video of what that event was. You only, you didn't tell us anything about the next one. You can't tell shit, Not basically. Yet. What I can tell you is. But there is will that be another one. The next one will incorporate. MMA and kickboxing. MMA? So, okay. Sanctioned so MMA. MMA and sanctioned kickboxing. Okay. And there, I cannot remember the last time there was, I think the last time there was sanctioned kickboxing in this area, Glory had it, it was the one who brought it here. And Glory is the biggest kickboxing company in the world. And I, I really wish more fight fans would give kickboxing the credit it deserves. Because mm-hmm. it is so entertaining and pure and technical. And you, you hear a lot of MMA fans complaining when fights go to the ground, when there's grappling, which is very entertaining as well. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I, I understand the complaint, but to those MMA fans, I would tell you, study the sport more. Yeah. Understand what you're watching, because if you're complaining about a fight that's grappling, unless it's someone clearly stalling, you don't know the sport you're watching. Yeah. And if you don't like that, the sport for you is kickboxing, because kickboxing is everything. I feel like it's all action. It is. Yeah. It has the highest knockout percentage of any combat sport there is. Oh. Oh, I didn't know that. By a long so shot. kickboxing has the highest knockout? Glory, specifically. Okay. Like, I, I believe. Um, the company, Glory, which is the most successful kickboxing company in the world right now, I believe. Okay. Has the highest knockout percentage of anyone. And they are beyond entertaining. And they don't get any of the credit they deserve for how entertaining and good they are. So they had sanctioned events here They um, a while ago. And I believe... I could be wrong about this. I believe we'll be the first sanctioned kickboxing event since Glory had oh, their wow. event at the Ted Constant Center. So for our next fight card, we will have sanctioned um, kickboxing and MMA. Okay. On the same fight card. Okay. Um, as well as hopefully a few other things. Because one thing that people who came to the first event realize is we want to showcase every aspect <laughs> of the fight community in this area. We really want to be showing off boxing, kickboxing, MMA, and jiu-jitsu. Okay. We're not just doing one thing. And we don't plan on staying local for long. And I was going to ask, too, if the intermission, are you still going to do that comedy shit in the intermission? Not on every card. Not on every card. No. So that was like a kind of a one-off? Honestly, or? like I said, I did that because of all the last second COVID drop-offs. Okay, I I had okay you did fill. say that. So you needed um, to fill time, and it worked. in the future, I do plan on having one of my events that I will call Violence and Comedy have a full intermission of an entire comedy show. I think that would be between, dope. I, I think so, too. Between the undercard and the main card. But when that happens, I'll I'll tell everyone, like bring that, in your this kids. Is what it, yeah. Like, explicit warning. Because this was so last second, I told Did they, all... People bring kids to the... They do all the time. And really? for that reason, because it was so last second, I told the comics, like, keep it PG. Yeah. Keep it somewhat appropriate. And they all did a great job at that. Mm. Um, when I do violence and comedy, when that happens, it's gonna that will like not be the case. Faded the, the, the and X-rated. The comedians will be able to do whatever they want. Okay, that that would be cool. Because mm. I know, like, for me, like, the sets that I've made are, like, so vulgar. Yeah, I have a... One of my friends thought I was going to do a bit. I was like, I'm not getting canceled on my first show. Yeah. a lot of my jokes are pretty out there. 
That's so cool, though. Okay, so definitely, can we get it like a kind of roundabout time frame of when the next one would be? April-ish. April-ish. Okay, perfect. Spring. Springtime. Okay, perfect. Yeah, no, that's good. And what I can say is in terms of sanction events, we will be doing six sanctioned combat sporting events this year, and then a few other fun things throughout the year as well. The IFC is going to hit the ground running, and we have no intentions of slowing down. I'm here for it because that the event that you threw was really good. Just stay tuned. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Immortal Fighting Championship. You'll be able to keep up with everything we're doing. Um, it was a great event, and I'm just looking. No, to I'm grow. sad I missed it. But we'll have you at the next one for yeah, sure. Yeah, I want. I definitely want to be at the next. one. I'm just one. looking to grow the local fight community as well as I can and give these incredibly talented competitors a good and trustworthy platform to compete on. Mm-hmm. And I'm also looking to expand beyond that. But that starts here. Do they ever have like open mics, but for like fighting? No, you can't really do that in something you like that. You can't do that? Like if some people like put like, oh, we're gonna have like a fight battle. Like we're gonna grapple. Back in the no? day they did, but. Cause I feel like you would get a lot of um, traction. <laughs> Dude, but like I said, there's a lot of. Uh, rules with the state that goes into stuff like that so there's certain things we can't do okay all right well i'm sad about that because i would love to see like just like a street fight but do you like a few in a people cage. you want to get into a cage and beat the shit out of yes anyways um so give us all your social media anything my, else you want to say my instagram is kevin the block um just k-e-v-i-n-t-h-e-b-l-o-c-k and Immortal Fighting Championship is the promotions Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Instagram or Facebook under that. And we had one amazing event down at Granby Theater, and we have five more to go this year. And that's just our sanctioned events. We have a lot of other so really gonna, cool things we're going to oh, be doing. Oh, I'm excited too. for that. So, uh, what about your stand up? Are you going to be anywhere soon, out and about, performing, or. Yes, are, actually. Where are you going to be at? So, on Valentine's Day, I've been waiting to announce this. I'm going to be hosting for Mark Vieira at Granby Theater. And uh, Tim Louise, who's amazing and incredibly uh-huh. talented, is going to be featuring, and Mark Vieira is going to be headlining. That's going to be an incredible show. And I, if anyone's uh, looking for something fun to do on Valentine's Day, that's going to be a good that way to go. That sounds a good, like a good time. Where is that going to be at? Granby Theater. Granby Theater also. Wow. Yeah, okay. thanks, Granby Theater, for doing that. I know. Uh, Granby Theater yeah. is a spot. I want, I'm, and I've never been there. Oh, you should definitely go. I've never been there. What are you doing on Valentine's Day? I'm, I guess I'm going to Granby Theater. I think you should find a man to uh, buy you a ton of drinks that night at Granby Theater. I, Noah. <laughs> Noah. Noah, Noah, let's go. <laughs> or, or she could hop back on Hinge. I mean, yeah, or Hinge. Look anything. at her; she won't have a hard time. It's, if I weren't uh, performing that night, I'd have, I'd have offered to do it, but <laughs> sadly, that can't be me that evening. No, I usually have no problems. I believe that. All right, so yeah, that's it. That is the block. Kevin Bianchi Jr. That's me. You've been listening to the Good Milf Podcast. Join us every Monday as Krista talks shit and gives free advice based on firsthand experiences and scientific research. Make sure to subscribe, rate, review, and follow us on all platforms. Visit www.thegoodmilf.com for our latest updates and merch. 